wants coffee? Who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, hanging out today with the lovely Christine of Sepian, hypnotherapist, life coach, uh, healer. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be on the uh, we're gonna be on the health and wellness tip today, you guys, and and I believe we have somebody that's really. It's really got some good stuff for us today. So, Christine, thanks for joining us here on Java Chat. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our our format's usually the same. <clears throat> every every uh, every podcast we start out with, who are you? Where you're from? What's your what's your story? How'd you get to where you are today? Why don't you give our listeners a bit of a background on that? Absolutely. So originally, of course, I came from Armenia at 12 years old to the States. And um, my parents brought us here, of course, for freedom and, and the American dream. And many years, I felt completely lost because what was really from not only just from family and society, what was really the requirement did not match with what I felt inside. But of course, as many of us from young age to adult, I see this with my clients every day, that we're constantly trying to mold ourselves, change ourselves, fix ourselves and put, put ourselves in a box to fit mm-hmm. in. Yep. And I did the same thing until around 31, 32 years old when I really just hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And it was to a point where my own doctor said, you cannot survive if you continue on this path. Um, he showed me my file because back in the day, years ago, it was not, you know, electronic. Everything yeah. was more like physical files. And he yeah. showed me my file and he said, it looks like you have a file of an 80 year old woman wow. because on a weekly basis, because when in the 10 years that I was in, you know, accounting field, um, I, it just kept spiraling and spiraling. I felt the whole, the emptiness inside of me. And I just didn't know any other way because my resume only showed accounting stuff right on it. So right. I felt trapped and I just kept from one job to the next to the next, just continuing that pattern of, you know, being in despair and by that time already, it was so bad that I was at the doctor's office weekly and my gut area was just falling apart. It was just symptom after symptom after symptom. And um, thank God for my doctor. He was a military doctor mm. and he did not want to put me on medications right away. And he just said, you know, this, this is emotional. You need to take care of the emotions. He wants the one doctor that I could truly say he would always put enough time in the in the session with you to ask you questions of what's going on in your life instead of oh okay you're feeling this let me give you this so it was it was it was because of him I feel um that I kind of was pushed to understand that emotions can really take a toll on our bodies because during that time I was not aware of, you know, the law of attraction. I was not aware of what um, the power of our emotions and what it can do to us. 
mm-hmm. didn't make us or break us. So I just, you know, but I respected him and I trusted him. And when he said, so you need to do something about this because this is your emotions breaking your body down at this point, it was so bad that, um, of course, in accounting, you need to be in front of a computer all day long. And I had emotionally manifested a, a nerve damage in my right arm because, you know, on a daily basis, I was using the 10 key a lot. So if I don't have the use of my right arm, I can't really do the job. Right. So and I yeah, didn't even yeah. understand that my emotions yeah. were doing that. But that was the case. And there was a lot going on. And And then, you know, it came to a point where I just one day got up out of my desk and looked at my two coworkers and they were both males. And I looked at them and I said, if I have to do this for the rest of my life for another 30 years, I'd rather not be here. And I looked at my coworkers and I just saw them. I don't know what my face looked like, what I looked like. I kind of had like an out of body experience and I looked at them and they looked terrified And I knew then and there that something had to change. It couldn't go on like this. And so at that time, I was still really pushing the accounting and I was taking, you know, um, courses to study for the CPA exam and to pass the CPA exam, because that's all I knew. I mean, that was the only thing that I had been tapped into for too many years. Mm -hmm. And then um, there, it was like spring of 2009 that everything just started spiraling rapidly. And while I thought everything was falling apart, um, everything was actually being rebuilt. So right. of course, as we say, right, sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. Right. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened in my life. Things got worse. So I literally one day walked into the office. It was March 4th of 2009. And I looked at my coworkers and I said, today's my last day. And they were like, what are you talking about? It's wow. like my intuition suddenly kicked in. And I was called at five o'clock and I was laid off because during that time, you know, after the um, market crash of 2008, things were really bad. So our company was cutting back. And of course, I was one of the first people to go. So and I first I felt the relief, but at the same time, you know, that every person goes into, oh, my God, how am I going to pay my bills? Yeah. Am I going to help my family? Yes. So, but then one thing inside of me just said, you're never going back to that life again, because I knew it was never going to work. I mean, in 10 years I had changed, I don't know, five, six jobs. And it just was like one after the other. Yes. I was manifesting it from the universe, but I would get those jobs and I would be miserable each time worse and worse and worse. So the only time that I was actually happy was the last three years that I was in the last firm that I was with uh-huh. the last one year I'd begged my you know partners and in the company I begged them to change me and move me to HR and that was my happiest time where HR I had interaction with people like everybody would come to me and talk to me and I had been in that experience since I was a little girl like people uh-huh. would come to me and talk to me and be gravitated towards me and ask me for guidance and I would always have guidance and my mom would laugh and be like you know you're talking to a child right and people <laughs> would be like she always has good guidance on how to raise kids and how to what could to cook and what to do <laughs> I was always that person and it never dawned on me that maybe that is just my path because you know coming here being an immigrant you are thinking you know I got to go to school and I got to get a degree and I got to get the best job and I got to make the money and I got to survive. I got to show, you know, my family that this is why they brought us here and saved us and all that stuff. So 
But then when this, this journey started, I just was lost and found at the same time that I would just um, go and, and mind you, uh, the most important part, I don't want to forget to say that when I was the last year of my career in accounting, um, when I would drop off my children at daycare, they were so young and I would drive to work, I would cry on the way and I would yeah. just work with this mantra, which I didn't realize it was a mantra I was saying. And I was just constantly saying, universe, God, I just want to be happy. I want to love what I do. I want to help people. I want to be free to make my own schedule. And this was like a thing that I constantly was repeating. And I didn't realize what I was doing. It was just so intuitive. <laughs> yes. Out of despair, we go into surrender, right? So exactly. when that happened and I was just I was in, I want to say prayer mode every day. I was just like, I know I can't go back to that, but then what else do I do? And then one night in the spring, um, I just went to bed and I just said, okay, I, I need clarity. So I saw myself wearing a white coat with a golden badge. And I looked at myself from feet and up and I was like, oh, I know who I am. Now I knew in my heart of hearts that I was not going to be a nurse or a doctor, none of that. But that white coat to me was the representation of, you know, healer. Yeah. So I woke up and instead of, you know, studying for my CPA exams, I just typed in, in the search engine hypnotherapy. And I looked at that word and, you know, coming from my culture, we don't really believe in therapy. We don't go to therapy <laughs> and, and most of all, hypnotherapy because yeah. you know hypnosis whether it's a religious belief system eggs exactly exactly whether it's a religious belief or whatever it is you know a lot of people have so many myths about hypnosis and it's mind control and it's bad for you and this and that and i was just in a place in my life where i was like i can't question i can't doubt anymore i have to trust this this guidance and so of course i'm i found out 30, what was it, like 25 years I'd been in the States. And I didn't know that so close to me, that was a school that had been around for 40 some years, uh, oh a hypnotherapy goodness. school. Yes, a hypnotherapy school. It was like divine. Cause I was like, okay, where am I going to go to school? What kind of program? I know I can't be a hypnotist or hypnotherapist over a weekend. So <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And I found that my program, of course, HMI. And by summertime, I had, I called and I scheduled an appointment with one of their um, graduates that had been doing it for 10 years or so. And within a couple of sessions, and I literally just said this, I said, okay, universe, God, if this is my path, if this heals me and helps me, then this is my path. I'm going to trust it. So I went to a couple of sessions and it was just like night and day, suddenly I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I started that program. I started my master's in psychology program because also coming from my culture, we are very like, we always want to be more advanced, have more yeah. degrees and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And I was like, I don't want people to, to say, oh, you just have a, you know, you're a certified clin clinical hypnotherapist. So I had to add the, you know, Western side to that as well. So sure. I- literally started both programs full-time at the same time because mm. I was just so desperate for the change Goodness. and you know a year later I graduated not to know that 
once I graduated, I was given that golden badge with my name on it. With it. That said, hypnotherapist. So really? a year prior, yes, it was a gold badge with our That's names cool. on it that the school gave us. So a year prior, I saw that gold badge and I didn't know, I didn't even think that was going to be, you know, from hip the hypnotherapy school. I thought it would, you know, probably when I'm a therapist, I would have a badge for myself, but the school actually handed us a badge, yeah, that's cool. a gold badge with the name on it. Yes. So that was the journey, the beginning. And then of course, in the beginning, as you start any, anything that is new, I would shake like a leaf in my sessions, but oh, I was boy. so determined and I was, I was doing it so much out of love for what I found because from day one, I walked into the classroom and I just felt like, oh my God, I'm home because it was for the, for the first time, it was not a school of books and logic and just absorb and take tests and bubble in answers. It wasn't, it was just something out of this world to me because I was like, okay, this is like physical, but metaphysical enough. There was conversations and information. I mean, I was all my life I had been the student that would always sit in the back of the room in hypnotherapy school. I was the student that sat in the front of the room always and every time. It's so much so that my classmates would make fun of me. They're like, you know, you spent so much time here. And mind you, there were hundreds of hours of additional like educational like workshops and stuff recorded in our um, library. And I would go and sit there and just watch all these videos one after the other after the other. I have like notebooks filled with information. And so that's kind of like the journey of how it started. And then I started in the, the clinic at the, at the school, not realizing that my determination to really learn the process and not even learn, but start the process was so profound that when I was graduating, my uh, our school director gave me two awards for achievement. And I did not even think I wasn't even crossing my mind that, oh, I'm going to do this for achievement. For me, it was just like, this is my path. This is my way. This is who right. I am. This is what I get to thing. do. Yes. And this is where I get to help others and be fulfilled by seeing others being happier and, and better and more content with themselves. So that's kind of the journey. And that was close to 12 years ago now. So, oh, wow. so that's been, how it all been, started. You've been helping people for 12 years. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that yes. Awesome. I dove into it. It was not easy. And I, as, as I always guide my clients as well, who are on the verge of, I can't do this anymore, Christine, I need to make a change. I always tell them, I'm not going to say it's easy, but yeah. once we're on our path and in the flow, the yeah. universe just like takes you on this journey. It's not, no longer swimming against the current is swimming with the current so no matter how you know challenging it may feel it's still a lot easier than forcing what is not ours yeah that's i think i think a lot of people forget that which is, mm -hmm. which is why it's good that we have people like you um but it's it, thank you of, there's a lot of people out there that don't realize like we were just talking about it before the show um with yeah. some of the things that i'm dealing with it, it, it comes from different places. Not everything is a, yes. most things that are treated are treated as symptoms versus going after the actual cause. Yes. And the actual cause isn't always physical. Like your doctor found out with you. It's just like, yeah, this is an emotional thing. You mm -hmm. need to deal with yes. And, and people need to take a, a, a more, I, I guess, and this is going to sound almost holistic common. approach too. They need to take yeah. a more holistic approach to, to looking yes. at themselves. 
Um, yes. And, and, and I always say that it is not about forgetting one over the other, because right. a lot of times people misunderstand and they become aggressive as to, oh, yeah, when my appendix is bursting, I'm going to go and call a healer. Nobody <laughs> says that. We're saying, how about we combine both worlds because we cannot also deny or forget that these holistic you know, modalities have been around for thousands of years. And I think humanity still survived until 150 years ago, you know, mm -hmm. yep. Western medicine started yep. up. So yep. why can't we do combine the two worlds that can be a wholesome healing instead yeah. of, you know, one versus the other? It's actually been a real nice, I've had other uh, functional medical doctors uh, on online here. And They've mm -hmm. even spoken to that fact that it's not just one modality that that is needed. There's many. Um, the human exactly. body is such an in, intricate machine uh, that needs special tools yes. from different, mm -hmm. different modes. You can't just give it chemicals and absolutely it work that way. So it's it's a it's and you a, cannot because we are energy beings yeah, and vibrational exactly. beings and you cannot constantly break the vibration down and bring it down and expect it to be up. It's exactly. it can't it won't be exactly. If you in fact yeah. if you drop the vibration of a human, you you susceptible you make them susceptible to to other illnesses, whether whether mentally absolutely physical, doesn't matter. Um, it, it's it's one exactly of those, it's one of those things where it's like when we do have um an opportunity to take a solid look at something that we like you said we take it from both sides if you will i, I mm -hmm. or I'll, I'll go even further all sides that yes we, we take that approach so that somebody can look at it and go no i'm not happy where i'm at okay mm -hmm. I'm not happy <laughs> yes number one <laughs> yes exactly and you'll be surprised yeah, you'll be surprised how many people, especially since the pandemic started, have called me and said, okay, I've done the traditional way. I need something deeper now. Yeah. And then I say, yep, you've come to the right place. And the reason why I have so many different modalities with, you know, with what I do over the years, I've added and it's because nobody really heals the same way. All of my clients have their own unique, specific formulas of what works best for them. And, and we can't just say it's one way. It's not yeah. black and white. It's in fact, we're colorful beings and our healing needs to be colorful as well. I, I agree. There's, <clears throat> there's a number of different modes that I've even experienced in my life from, from all, of, all of the spectrum, if you will. Uh, where sometimes it was a medication that actually was needed uh, mm -hmm. all the way out to exactly. just sitting down and just, just being present at the beach, which is yes. near the water. And, and that helped uh, a lot. Uh, actually, a lot yes. more than people think. Uh, yeah. There's, there's... Because being in nature connects us. We reconnect. Yeah. We are forgetting that we are the four or five elements that we have around us. We mm -hmm. are part of it as it is part of us. And that's the problem that, you know, we are living life so disconnected from the shoes we wear to, you know, to, to the way we live our lives and rush, 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 running around all day long. And by the time, you know, you realize what has happened is your day is over. And then the next day, the same routine again. And, and that's what disconnects people. But then there's been even studies that shows people that actually spend time in nature and walk 
are a lot healthier in a way than those who spend an hour or two at the gym daily. So yeah. well, <laughs> that just tells you. Yeah, it does. I mean, you, you, have, you, have the, you have the opportunity to release <clears throat> the energies that may be holding you back right into nature. And mm-hmm. nature takes it and just says, well, there's plenty of us, so we'll, we'll, we'll help. Of course, it balances really, us. To the, to the ones who are the, the, the logical, that sounds yes. good. <laughs> listen, <clears throat> I, come from, I come from a culture that respects nature heavily. And yes. if, you're in the, if you're in the forest, it's a completely different feeling. If you're at the beach, you know, everybody goes, mm-hmm. oh, it's being at the beach, the sun, the sand, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're forgetting the other thing that's out in front of there at the shoreline. Yes. The yeah, exactly. Element. I mean, we're how many, it's almost 90% of us is that. So it's, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, there's all yeah. of that too. There's all of that ability too. This is yes. amazing. It's really cool. Uh, guys, we're going to take a short 30 second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what inspires. And I'm sure there's going to be some nice stories in this one when we come back of why Christine does what she does, other than the fact that she figured out this is what she's meant for. Um, there's there's always those confirmations. So we'll, we'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back here at Java Chat, hanging out with Christine Obsepian. Golly, I gotta, I gotta stop the radio voice. It's just, it's such a bad habit. <laughs> but wait, this is our last section. We get to talk about all the things that are gonna, going to be happening for Christine. Um, obviously you have a successful practice that's moving and going. Are you still, are you still working with the center or is it just private practice now? No, it's been private practice for the past 10 plus years. Awesome. Awesome. And there were too many restrictions at the clinic. I couldn't have that. I was like, I need to be free. I cannot hold 50 minute session. This is not traditional therapy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, and that's, I think a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the hardships that I see that happens with normal Western medicine is they try to, they try to lock it down to a time for solution. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work for a human. Body. It doesn't. That's not, that's not how that works. We need time. Uh, Absolutely. Whether it's self-healing or whether it's with a, a facilitator, we have to have the time because right. we got to go find what's wrong first. So, and, and you practice where you're, you're on the West coast or you're on the East coast. I'm in the West coast. Okay, cool. So if somebody wants to find you, there's there, there must be a website or something that they can find you. Absolutely. Okay. My website is www.journeystoheal.com, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S-T-O-H-E-A-L.com. Sweet. Well, of course, we'll have that down in the comments for everybody too. But yes. for those that are listening mm-hmm. and are on the road, come back, listen to this again. You'll be able to find it. Um, typically, what does a session consist of? So depending on the client's needs, typically it would start with a two-hour session, whether it's a hypnotherapy session or a passive regression therapy session. And the session typically consists of beginning of the session, which is the cognitive part, which is the coaching part. When I listen to my client's belief systems, which many, many are not aware of the amount of belief systems and limitations they have. To give an example, one of, one, one of my clients one time, he said, well, everything else is great in my life, Christine. The one area has to suck, right? And that's the love life. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> All pillars of your life need to be balanced. Yeah, yeah. And he looked at me, he was like, oh goodness, I did not realize that I've been telling myself that. Of course, my love life is going to feel that way. Sure. So 
It's what we tell ourselves. We don't even realize that we tell ourselves. So I listen in for those belief systems. And when I repeat it back to my clients, they are oftentimes amazed. Uh And so changing those through the coaching. And then of course, second part of the session is either the hypnotherapy part. I always include NLP in my sessions, whether the cognitive part with the coaching Uh or in the hypnotherapy part. And um, when I do breath work with clients, which is like 20 years of therapy without talking, as many of my clients, um, the simplest way I can say what the breathwork sessions with my clients is, is like the psychedelic experience without a psychedelic. (laughs) It's like natural and my clients that have dabbled in things in their past, you know, when they were young, they were like, how is that possible? How is that? I'm like, well, of course it's possible. We have it all within ourselves, but we always as human nature seek outside of ourselves to find (laughs) what is already within. And ultimately that is my work with my clients to help them empower them to remember who they are and go within and remember that everything that they need is within themselves. That so that's cool. I got that's I got some, the healing. I got somebody I need to introduce uh, you to, and and not as a not as a network connection. She needs yeah. to know who you are. Um, she's been experiencing with microdosing, and and it's been doing wonders for her. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. I have a, I have a feeling that talking to you will just even set that even further in motion to make it even more res- better results than what she's already getting. Um, she's kind of had a little. Thank you. I'd of- love that. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a darling. You'll 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 totally enjoy her as a person too. Um, you have a book already. What's the title of that book? Yes. So it is on my website. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible. It's in Barnes and Noble. So the book title is Living Through Choice: Transform Fears to Love. And the purpose of that title was well, first of all, most of this book is just channeled information. I would just okay. go into meditation because initially years ago when I was you know. When my higher self said, you will be writing a book. I was like, what do you mean? Well, I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. Who am I to write a book? Who's going to read my book? And it was like, no, you're going to write that book. And it just, initially it was like 300 pages long. And then my editor said, you know, people don't have the attention spam. Now you want it to be simple and easy for people to actually be excited about reading it. So we simplified it to a point where Anybody and everybody that reads my book, really the most incredible thing is that they pick up on the intention that I had for the book. Everyone tells me, oh my God, it was like you were talking to me, first of all. Second of all, it's so easy to understand. It's so simple that it's not complicated. It's not, you know, filled with big words here and there. And and that was my point to help people. The main point of this book was really to help my anybody and everybody that reads my book to understand that number one we have a choice Uh we do have a choice we can either choose to be miserable in fear or we could choose to be in love and happy and celebrate life like you said and it is a choice and through that choice we are able to really transform our lives and then the second layer of that was to really share with people that the modalities and how simple they are and through the simplicity the healing happens so that people don't think that oh my god there is no way out i'm trapped in this unfortunately when people get to a place where they, you know, take their own lives is because they feel there is no other way. And there is always a way. There yeah. is always a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, I was, I was very aware of the, uh, that movement that was going around where people were using the semicolon or the, yeah, the semicolon as a, as a tattoo. Yeah. Um, only because that, that 
symbol sim symbolizes that that's not the end of the, the sentence yes. the end of the story there's more to it in which yep. for anybody that's and anybody that's listening we just had somebody uh, that uh that was on here that works with the national uh national organization that to, to prevent suicide so mm -hmm. it's like, this is obviously a theme that's coming through so if you're listening to this one there's another one that, yeah. talks, that talks about this too guys there's always a continuation there's always yes. more to it than you may not be able to see it because you're in the middle of your storm we get it that's why yes. you have people exactly can see from the outside and go yes it's a bloody tornado it's a freaking cat seven hurricane yes but here's the way out let me show you yeah because once you see it it's like oh shit that's all it is and the storm immediately disappears it's, right it's like what the hell how did that happen yeah and but, it's as simple as getting out of our heads and into our hearts as monks say you know it's the, the longest journey we take from our heads into our hearts but i say it's not even that far we just need to make the choice to say because really that is never the solution because in all reality the way the soul works is you have, if you haven't fulfilled the lessons the contracts you're going to come back if, anyway so might if, as well get it right the first time. yeah yeah exactly if, <laughs> or if, every time so you can keep growing exactly the, the the analogy of head to heart most people yes. in the world gets themselves get themselves so busy that they think it's had yes and yeah. it's almost three feet. Yeah, exactly. They just they have this weird thing about being farsighted and thinking it's all the way that far away. Yeah. It's not that far away. It's I, not. It's not at all. Cool. So, and then. And in then fact, when we understand the in intelligence of the heart, that the heart actually sends more signals to the brain than the brain to the heart. If people realize that, they'll never to let their heads take over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there was that I, I heard a piece of advice from somebody years ago. It says if you ever have the choice and you you have the choice between listening to your head or your heart, if it's something that's passionate, listen to your heart. If it's something that's logical, of listen course. To your head. And exactly. I said, okay. I said, but what if logic is is against is against the passion? Mm -hmm. goes, well, that's a mm -hmm. different one. You're gonna have to figure that one out on, on your own. And I'm like, <laughs> by the way, this was a hell's angel that gave me this advice. Oh. Yeah, oh. right. You're just it's huh? kind of like, I'm sorry, where did that come? <laughs> he was probably one of the most straight shooting people I ever knew. Yeah. Um, he never he never gave you any crap. He never gave you any BS. Yeah. And that's one of the, the one of the pieces of advice that still sticks to me with to, sticks with me to this day. Uh, yeah. you have a second book coming out. What's this title? Yes. I love this one. Well, I'm going to keep that uh, mis a mystery for now because oh, it's, it's. Oh, you're <laughs> I see how you yes, are. Yes, I am. Oh, oh yes, I am. Killing me, small. It, it, <laughs> and this too came a couple of months ago and in my meditation and said, okay, you've been asking, are you ready? And this is going to be something that is really going to be. Um, wisdom of of reminding people who we are what we represent as spirits being oh, in the human body because so many of us need to be reminded and um the ego tends to pull us away into you Damn. know oh but what you see is what is truth but but we're way far from that that's that's very 
small part of the experience. That's the the the, the ego tends. I I I I must contest. I I doth say it does not just tend. It pulls consistently. Yes. It's it's horrible. It forces itself onto it, us. It really but then does. The higher self is like, I'll always be here when you are ready. Yeah. That, <laughs> With love. You know, you know what kicks me? Yeah. What kicks me in the butt is not when the ego is super aggressive. It's when it's passive aggressive. That's mm -hmm. what irritates me the most. <laughs> and that's why I tell my clients, we are not here to destroy the ego, to turn the ego off or to shut it off. You cannot because it it comes back with a vengeance. Yes, it does. But we are here. <laughs> yes, it does. It will quiet down, but then it will catch you and push you into the corner and then you're spiraling. So what we are to do is always to talk to it as if we were talking to a child, because ultimately our ego is our inner child trying to run our adult life. Yeah. Because it comes from childhood events, experiences, memories that didn't give us safety, security or love or attention or acceptance or whatever it may be. I've, I've always looked at that from the standpoint of if you ever hear that little inner voice say, fine, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> fine never means fine, no matter what, exactly. no matter where you're going. <laughs> That means I'm coming back to fight. Yeah. Fine. Let's see how you do on your own. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Let's see how that works for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the, the amount of stories I'm sure that are behind that. Well, you will please let us know when that releases. We'll be happy to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Announcements will be made. It will oh be good. on social media. It will oh be good. on my website. And those who are interested in just even giving themselves a some piece that I have a free a meditation if they go on my website and um to sign up for the newsletter they will get that free meditation oh, from my website and that will help them to relax because nowadays so many need that and cool. and time. I'm grateful to share that yeah if you're listening to this, your audience just go, just go get it and try it just I mean even if you're not a believer in it just go get it and try it you, any of you that are listening know that I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big believer in being, being at peace with yourself as yes. much as the world around you. And it, if it's awesome, you know, whatever you can do to get to that place, if you will, where you can feel calm with everything else that's, that's out there, because again, you can only control yourself and your reactions. So if, if you're, if you're focused on that, it doesn't matter what chaos is going on in the world you can at least add the positive to it rather mm -hmm. than, and, and that's really the, that's really what we should be focused on. Unfortunately, in our crazy world right now, it's not quite so, but we're getting there. We'll get back to it soon. Throwing that out into the universe. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Are you making any, uh, like any appearances anywhere or any, any, like, um, are you doing more podcasts or are you doing more public appearances anyplace or? And everything and everything that I'm invited to, you know, I told you in the beginning before we started, I yep. say yes to it because to me, it's all about the sharing. It's all about, you know, no matter who I speak with, I don't know who I'm going to, you know, who I'm going to inspire with what I say and yep. who, I mean, I have so many clients or people contacting me and saying, oh my God, I listened to your podcast. Were you talking to me? You were talking to me. <laughs> and that's, that's why I do what I do. I love what I do. I love helping my clients throughout the day. I mean, most of the time I'm in sessions. I'm basically, that's why, I mean, our interview here this morning worked out so perfectly because I'm typically in sessions about 9 or 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily and mm -hmm. you know half day on Saturday so mm -hmm. 
And, and my clients are amazed. They're like, how do you do that? And at the end of the day, you still have so much energy. I'm like, well, because I'm working with universal energy and it's eternal. It doesn't run out. So that's why. So, yeah. So I'm open to anyone that wants to talk to me, wants to, you know, for me to share my story and my experiences and any wisdom that I can. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunities. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, guys, this is the, the end of the, of the chat. Um, I kind of don't want it to stop, but then again, you know, we, we know that you guys are busy too. We always end these the same. We want to tell you, we love you. We thank you for making the time and taking the time to come and listen. Um, and if you know anybody that could use this, share it out, share it out to your, your, your friends, your colleagues. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, these, these, these are the ones that I, I really literally implore the entrepreneurial and the, and the busy executives to listen to because this is a part of who we are and you need to have this you need to have this kind of information it's it's a tool in the tool belt it's a bullet in the gun whatever you want to call it but this is this is how we're able to thrive is because we take those moments to take care of self and this mm-hmm. is one of those wonderful modes of doing that uh by all means you know share it with a friend or a colleague if you yes would. If you're and listening. one more thing, Michael, oh, I don't want to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but I, it's coming up so strongly that I need to share this because many people think I have to physically go to a, the healer to do the healing. No, 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 no. I work with clients all over the world from Vienna to Guatemala to uh, Amsterdam to L.A. to New York to the healing flows, whether we're on Zoom, I think people that are listening to this, they will feel the energy that's flowing between the two of us as we're talking. The energy flows, the healing happens. You do not have to be in the physical space because I still now with, you know, the pandemic, we're still trying to figure things out. Half yeah. my clients are coming in physically. The other half we're doing Zoom sessions, FaceTime sessions. You, so you don't feel you're limited to, oh my God, Christine is in the West Coast. I can't go to her or anybody else yep. please don't let that stop you that's what i wanted to say that's perfect and, and I, I i actually had intended to do that and forgot to so thanks for <laughs> it, of course it, it, it's interesting that most people don't realize this is not one of those things you know telemedicine has been around for years but mm-hmm. people don't realize this exactly how effective it can be yes it's the same it, it this is it's telemedicine it's okay guys reach out i mean there, yes. there's opportunity there take the opportunity goodness gracious um for, the, for everybody that's listening to this on uh, on anchor.fm or actually for we're on 13 different platforms. So if you're listening on any of them, download it, you know, subscribe, do whatever you need to. If you're if you're watching this, uh, obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's no video today, but you get the whole thing. The links are down in the comments. <clears throat> They'll be on Anchor as well. Click on them, check her out. Her socials will be down there too. Follow her on Instagram, follow her on, on Facebook. If, if there's a group, go jump in. Learn from learn from her, learn from these people. They're, they're all there to give you information on whatever it is that you need. You know, this is meant for your, this is meant for your betterment. So by all means, go ahead and follow. Uh, if you are following on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell next to it so that you know, when we get another wonderful guest like Christine to jump on here with us, uh, if you're, and again, I already said the platforms, <sighs> take care of yourselves, take care of each other. It's, it's real, so it, we always say the same thing, stay up, stay safe, stay healthy and live. And, and we really mean it, you know, just get out there and live. Celebrate life. Celebrate life. So for Christine of Sepian and myself, Coffee with Mike, ciao for now.
They were back here, Java Chat, with Christine Osepian and uh, hypnotherapist and healer. And we were just kind of talking on the break a little bit about some of the things that inspire and some of the reasons why it's so awesome. Other than the fact that that you've found your purpose, which is all, already wonderful, what are the, some of the things, like who are some of the people that, that inspired you on your journey? Uh, who, or what, maybe, maybe what are some of the stories that you can share with us of people that keep you going because, because you're helping them and they're actually, they're actually seeing some, some results? Yes. So, oh goodness, I don't know where to start. I would say <laughs> the first inspiration started even when I was in hypnotherapy school that, um, I mean, I'm going to keep this as short as possible, but when I started the school, it was just like the universe started bringing me these opportunities, these experiences. One day I was dropping my children off at my mom's house and I was just about to walk out the door and I saw this girl 23 year old girl in a hospital bed. Um, and the nurse was, and she was Armenian. Uh, she came from Russia to study here and things did not pan out to be what they needed to be. And the family she was staying with, they put her to, to work for 12 hours a day. And this girl was so highly kind of educated, evolved, like she would read boxes of books every month. Wow. And she was in a hospital bed with strokes on two, both sides of her brain. Oh, no. And I was at that time still about six months into the hypnotherapy school program. So I was about to go into the clinical, you know, I had to have, you know, insurance and all that yeah. stuff. And this Armenian nurse was saying that uh, the hospital had been keeping her there for free because she didn't have insurance for eight months because she was in a coma for eight months. And I had she had just woken up. And because, you know, they had to, and her mom was there at the hospital next to her and the doctors had told her she has 1% survival rate oh, and she survived. And yes. And so now she was, she wouldn't speak. She wouldn't walk. She was so terrified because what had happened to her is she was home alone when she collapsed, there was no one there. And so eight months later, when she opened her eyes, she was just in tremendous fear and her body was locked up and she wouldn't let go of her mother's hand so much. So the mom that couldn't shower in the same room in the hospital bathroom, she couldn't shower. She couldn't use the restroom. She would just kind of as much as possible scream. Like I can't be alone because uh -huh. she couldn't speak. Right. So when I saw that on the television and this nurse was saying, Oh, you know, to the Armenian community, she was saying, can you please help us? Um, we need to collect money so we can buy a ticket for this girl so we could, you know, finally send her back home. Wow. And so, of course, the first thing I thought about was, okay, I'm going to call and donate 100 or $200, whatever it is. Sure. And as I got in my car and I'm driving to my school, to hypnotherapy school in Tarzana, something inside of me said, really? You think money is going to really help her? What do you think would be better for her? And I right away, like I took that nurse's phone number down and I called her and I said, I'm thinking of donating, but can I just talk to you about something? I'm in this school. Yes, I'm not a professional yet. Yes, I'm not. I'm never going to you know, charge you money for this. But I was just wondering because I so believe in what I'm learning. I was wondering if you guys will be open to for me to just come in and talk to her and give her, you know, some 
kind of relief from a meditative state, mantras, affirmations, something to help her get rid of that such fear because they were so afraid that they, they couldn't fly her home. And it's like wow. 20 some hours or wow. a flying from here to, you know, back, back to Russia. Mm-hmm. And the nurse was like, in whatever form or way you can help, like, we'll take it. Yeah. And so I had two weeks before they were going to put her on the plane and send her back home. I had two weeks. So mind you, guess where she was in Tarzana at the hospital, like five, 10 minutes away from my school. I mean, tell me that's not the divine universe and intervention. Like there are no no Karinki. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so I literally walked into my school and I gathered my supervisor, my teachers, everyone and anybody that would listen to me. And I was like, okay, what do I do? How do I do this? Like, okay, I need to get liability insurance. Okay. Just in case, because I'm working with her at the hospital and this and that. And my teachers were like, okay, give her this and talk to her about this and give her this script and hypnotize her and put this in. And and it was just like, they all came together and they all supported me on that journey. And for the next four weeks, as many times, I mean, two weeks, as many times as I could, I think two to four times a week, Uh I would go sit next to her. And her mom was like, if you can just get her to not be so afraid to let go of my hand so that I can use the restroom so that I can, you know, go go shower that I can like go and, and sit uh, and eat something without her being so tr- like traumatized and terrified. Yeah. So I did the best that I could and I recorded things. And mind you, after two weeks, she was able to, because they were going to take her out of the hospital in a wheelchair, she was able to say, nope, I don't want the wheelchair. She was able to give herself permission to step out of that hospital and get on the plane and not be afraid and not be that so trauma. Awful. Yeah, her fears have started to subside. It was just a most incredible experience. And after that, I had, because to me, I was like, okay, if I can help her, I can help anyone else. And then the first three years after I graduated hypnotherapy school, I dove into working with cancer patients at a cancer center. And it was in Sherman Oaks. And I was like, if I can help them, if I can relieve their pain and or suffering or or even whatever it is raising their vibration so that they can you know conquer this illusion that they're experiencing I was in so I literally even that experience my supervisor guided me to the place in Sherman Oaks and I called them left a voicemail nothing happened nine months later I was in such a place I was like okay come on universe like (laughs) I need to do this what is your problem and that night I had a dream and in my dream I was constantly told we spark we spark I'd forgotten about it we uh-huh. spark, we spark, we spark, we spark. And I was like, what is this place? And I was like, I need to get up and write it down so I don't forget. I yeah. wake up in the morning and I just typed in we spark. And I was like, oh my God, this is that cancer center that provides oh services to cancer patients and, and loved ones who may have lost or have a loved <clears throat> one that's going through this. And I literally turned my phone on and my supervisor had left a voicemail for me saying we spark needs a new hypnotherapist call them asap christine i'm telling you by (laughs) 11 o'clock that yes by 11 o'clock that day i was there being interviewed by them right away they said we love your energy come on in i had i think two days or three days in, in the week 
and I would go there and I would work with whoever would schedule me and blessed to say I was the most booked hypnotherapist on on their um, schedule and so much so that my clients were like please don't leave me please 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 can you extend your hours and I was just fascinated with the things that I had seen and even the very first woman that walked into my space and I was literally shaking in my shoes yeah. and I was like how am I going to do this oh my god what if what if what if what if you know all the what ifs the yeah. ego yeah. that can take you on that journey what yeah. if what if what if and then after the session I remember I was sitting next to her on the uh, love seat and she was on the couch and she looked up at me and she said what did you do to me and I was like oh my god what did I do to her to <laughs> <mess this up?" laughs> She was like, I have experienced hypnosis many times, meditations many times. I've never experienced this. And I didn't know what this was until months later when really spirit, the universe, my higher consciousness, my inner voice started coming around and saying, you know, you're not going to be a traditional therapist. You know that, right? You're not going to be a traditional hypnotherapist. You know that, right? And because in the beginning, I was like working through scripts and, oh, this will be great. And that will be great. And one day it was just like in a session, looking at a blank screen that didn't have any words on it. And I had one choice to make, well, two choices, either to run out the room screaming and be like, oh my God, I can't do this or just continue. And so I just literally just closed my eyes and I surrendered and vision started showing up and guidance. And, and that's how I do my sessions. None of my sessions are through a script. I know a lot of people think, oh, there's a script going on when I'm doing hypnosis. No, there are no scripts. At least for me, there are no scripts. I just go with the flow. I close my eyes when my clients close their eyes and we go on a journey and within that journey we you know tap into the healing and spontaneous things have happened could happen I still have some of the clients from the the cancer center still coming to me here and there for help that they might need whether family work life whatever it may be and I've seen spontaneous amazing incredible things happen and even in my book the foreword was written by one of the um clients that I had the pleasure to meet and work with at WeSpark. And um, so that she was, I mean, her healing was incredible. And even yesterday, one of my clients, he came in and we had done breath work together. And he said, Christine, for many years, I'd been struggling with an ulcer. And after our breath work session, because I combine energy healing with breath work, he was like, I don't know what I released, but my, I've never felt so at peace, not being bothered by my ulcers. And I was like, that's incredible because, and so many stories like that from past life regression therapy to hypnotherapy. I mean, I hear the most incredible, incredible, like my most exciting part is when my clients come back into session Uh and they just go, I can't wait to tell you the things Uh that have changed in my life. That's like my favorite part. I was like a kid in a candy store. That's the total validation that everything's working. Yes. Supposed to be working. Yes. Yes, they are. I mean, I've had clients that literally just scheduled an appointment to come see me. And they said, I had to witness it by myself on my own because I'm reading these testimonials on Yelp. And I'm like, this can't be real. This can't be true. This woman (laughs) is probably paying these people to write these reviews. (laughs) 
one of my clients, she was like, I'm going to write a review myself so that people know it is real. It's not yeah. <laughs> I, I think too, there, has to be, there has to be an openness to be able to receive because there's, there's those people out there who Absolutely. Will have your skeptics and I get it. That's fine. There's, there, you'll always have that. But if you really want to be able to receive that, you have to be open to it. Otherwise, these these absolutely have experienced the joys that you've helped them experience. They were ready. Yes, and they were probably probably of course. The, actually, you actually said it. One of your one of your clients was like, "I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what else to do." Yes. So and, and yeah, I'm, I'm most of my clients of that. say that. I was going to say you're trying to get a lot yeah. of that. Yes, I do. I get the skeptics too. And the most incredible part is with the skeptics that they come in and especially males, they're like, oh, you can't hypnotize me. No one can hypnotize me. And I'm like, look, I don't hypnotize you. You hypnotize yourself because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis really. And we go through it every day in the morning and in the evening before bedtime. And as we wake up, so really it's not, I'm just facilitating. And then they come out of it going, Okay, what the heck was that? Why was the chair moving? Why was I vibrating? Why was I feeling weightless? Where was my body? What do you mean? What 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 this can't be? I've had gentlemen and females too, like pull my chair, my recliner chair uh, forward and try to see if there's a motor on the chair. I'm like, if there was a motor, you would hear it. There's no way it would be that quiet. I've seen it all. I love it all. I welcome the skeptics. I welcome any belief system because this has nothing to do with religious beliefs. I myself am born and raised Christian, but it has nothing to do with a belief system. It has everything to do with the belief that healing can happen. Anything is possible. And I've even one of my, since we're talking about inspirations, I mean, I'm inspired by my clients every single day. I'm like that healer that sits in front of my clients and I go oh my god I can't believe it like I never go oh yeah it was supposed to be like that no because to me the universe is so magical there's nothing is impossible I, I think, always tell my I, clients I it literally that, celebrates when, yes. when things happen and, and we ought to celebrate it too I I, I agree with your reaction uh, exactly and I think that would be and of course, you know, you have some therapists that they're, they'll only dance and jump and enjoy inside, but it's like, that's yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, yes. not celebrated. I mean, you, you, yes. just, watched the, you just watched some yes. feel themselves. Exactly. And in all honesty, one of my clients from um, a couple of years ago, she came in and she was saying to me, and she was a healer herself. And she was saying to me, uh, and she came in for passive regression therapy. And she said, for years and years, I've been to every doctor. No one can understand why I cannot hold a meal down. And she was really extremely skinny. And it was not because she was choosing to be skinny. It was just right. something was rejecting. Her body was rejecting. And she came in and she said, I have a feeling this is in past lives. And we went through a past life where she was um, a Nazi soldier and she was in charge of people's food and eating and she was cruel to them and she would and she was of course a male in that lifetime and she was just so remorseful and she was you know asking for their forgiveness and she was crying and it was the most incredible you know healing experience where she freed herself from that lifetime so from that lifetime she was carrying this this kind of grudge and and guilt upon herself that she was punishing herself in this lifetime Mm -hmm. when it came to nutrition and food 
And after that past life regression therapy, she literally contacted me weeks, months later. And she said, Christine, I haven't missed a meal. I don't know what happened when I left our session. I just went and got food and I kept it in like my body took it. It was, I mean, I, there's so many stories like that. There's like, I can't even, you know, in my book, I share some stories and in my second book that I'm really writing right now, I'm going to share more stories. It's just so incredible. It's, 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 you can't, you can't fake that. That's all I'm going to say. You can't fake that. It's like the law of attraction. You either go into the quantum field. Yeah. When when you change out like that, (laughs) it's, 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 it's impossible to be refuted. The medical community can say anecdotal all they want. That's fine. And, and they, and and ones that are absolutely allopathic will, that's okay. But the the proof is more and more apparent every day because there are more healers than ever that mm-hmm. are out there helping people get these results without touching yes. drugs. And I'm, yes. I'm super, that excites me more than anything. <laughs> we finally are getting to a place where yes. healers are starting to get respect again. And it's because mm-hmm. for many years, they were, they were thought, yes. as, they were thought as, as loons and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, mm, no, I mean, the American Indians have done it. The, the, exactly. have done it, the Africans have done exactly. it. Exactly. Why are we calling them quacks when, if they're if they're taught right and they and they're meant to do it, it actually works. Yes. Why yes, it and it's out? absolutely, and it's all done vibrationally and energetically. That's yeah. the key to all healing. It is so simple. It must not be complicated at all. The more we complicate it, the more like logical it becomes. The, uh, the more the vibration and the energy breaks down. I mean, we can't deny the fact that we are all fascinated by the really by the pyramids of, you know, Giza. Yeah. We are not, we are still questioning, was that done by humans or aliens? I mean, Egyptians, I mean, thousands of years ago, Egyptians were using vibration and energy and biogeometry and geometric shapes and to heal to, I mean, there's, I can go into hieroglyphics. Yes. It's kind of hard to, I mean, not any of us have ever read it, but plenty of those who study, study the, you know, that stuff is like, yeah, there's indications. I mean, there's stuff here. Science always seeks to explain everything. And I think that's half of the challenge is that mm-hmm. from such a detail-oriented society, yes. you know, we want to know everything. And it's like, yes. <laughs> it's not necessarily always meant to be, you know, sometimes that's you right. trust the process and, and allow. Exactly. I always tell my clients, don't try to understand it because once we under- try to understand it, we're diluting the energy. Just let it be. Okay. Just let it point. be. Let, yes. let, let the gratitude flow. That's that makes exactly. Lot, in fact, gratitude allows for a much longer seeding of a solution. Oh goodness, absolutely. Of, yeah. Hey guys, we're gonna yes. take another short, short thirty second break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about those books and some of the other things that Christine's working on, uh, and and we'll 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 get into that because I I know there's some some cool things going on around, especially the second book that you got coming out. So we'll talk about that, guys, in about thirty seconds. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform, a production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. 
Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.